0: Aloha and Namaste Yoga Revealers. This is Alec Vishal Rubin, and it is my true pleasure to be tuning in with you and sharing this moment together. The past few weeks, I have been on an incredible, transformative journey. And as I continue to step into my leadership and the facets of SEVA that I am filling my time up with, yoga travels across this incredible planet and sharing the goodness of my superfood endeavor with the world as I continue to activate myself and others. I feel incredibly blessed to have yoga revealed as a platform to continue to connect with you. I've landed back in Boulder, Colorado for a short period of time. And while doing so, I've connected with a leader in the Conscious Boulder community, Shanti Medina.
1: It's a balance, and yoga speaks to this too, the masculine and the feminine, and finding the not either or, but the and, and the merging of that activation outward and the inward of service to ourselves that, you know,
0: Shanti is the founder of Energize Training Systems and Body Current Therapeutics. She is a true revealer, which she likes to call herself, instead of a healer. And she transmits incredible love source vibration into all experiences in life. I feel this deep conversation can be immediately applied into yourself and your life as you self-regulate your brain for self-realization. Thus, embodying transformation, limitless sovereignty, and absolute presence. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Yoga Revealed Podcast. Namaste, Yoga Revealed Podcast. This is Alec Vishal Rubin, and I'm so excited that you are here with us today. I'm coming live with you in Boulder, Colorado. I'm so excited to be home for a moment. <laughs> we'll see where the travels go. If you've been following me over the last two years, you know I've been on the ride. And Andrew Seely and I are so excited to be bringing you more and more episodes. And stay tuned for a Yoga Revealed Retreat in Kauai at the end of 2018 this year. So... Today, my beautiful brothers and sisters, I have a high privilege of speaking and connecting with a in-local Boulder influencer community connector catalyst. Her name is mm-hmm. Shanti Medina, and I've witnessed her in passing over the last several years as she has just held space for so many different um, community members and leaders. And really what caught my attention was when her and her husband held space for a beautiful speaker and consciousness teacher a master. to come to Boulder, I get the chills because of how powerful the evening in the event was of just everyone being attracted to the state of consciousness that we're all stepping into. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's so much of what she's, clearly created in our life so shanti thank you for taking time to connect with me and share with us your heart your mind your state of consciousness as you're seeking always to better yourself and what you're creating in your life so
1: thank nice. you nice thank you alec for having me awesome. honored to be here
0: yay so you know the the first question i always love to ask is how did yoga reveal itself to you in your life where were you
1: yeah, it's such an amazing question. Um, so yoga's revealed itself to me many times in my life. The very first time yoga's revealed itself to me was when I was in high school and my varsity soccer coach required that I do some <laughs> yoga. <laughs> <laughs> then I was a little resistant, but did it. And then fast forward, um, I broke... I was. I'm a personal trainer and I was training elite athletes and I was elite athlete and I broke my foot. And the only thing I Mm. could do was yoga, the orthopedic surgeon said. And I said, hmm, all right, well, if that's all I can do, I'll do that. And it blew me away. I had a taste of it when I was in high school, tasted a little bit in college there and here. But when I was injured and I saw the power of the yoking and the union that was happening in the healing of being slow and smooth and connecting mind body and spirit i went on to get my yoga certification Mm. and it inspired me so much and it really revealed and continues to reveal to me um, my true nature when i allow it to just reveal itself so um, there's been many times and i feel like every time i get on the mat there is a Revealing mm. through yoga mm. um, but it's it's grown with me now being 50 um, I feel like I'm in a place with my practice that I invite the revealing I'm like yeah bring it on what else is in there that needs to be kind of called out and unfurled and so it's a it's nice. beautiful, but yeah, that's Amazing. kind of the journey. That's
0: awesome. So you've yeah. been practicing for practicing for some time,
1: practicing for some time, and have been, um, you know, went through the whole training and then into becoming a yoga therapist. Taught uh, YTT programs and worked for Give Back Yoga for many years, and so I've had a taste of yoga on many fronts, helping people who really um, need yoga to heal themselves um and people who are using yoga in their lives not just for healing but to uplift humanity through themselves and so i've had the big gamut a huge spread of it it's been wonderful
0: you know i'm curious yeah for me i'm I'm a baby i've only been practicing and teaching for eight years Mm. and it's amazing to witness from day one the long-term life-bound commitment and Just recognition of being installed Mm. in Yoga Finding Me and the excitement of continuing to move forward and find out that revealing when we're on the mat over and over and over again. So I'm curious for you, you know, what has been some of the like, what would you offer to our listeners who are maybe within the first decade, Mm. within the first decade of their practice as we move forward where, you know, it's yeah, we're always doing our best to take life. Day at a time, man. Right. You know. Breath at a time. Breath. Breath at a time. Poof. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a strong one. Uh,
1: that That would be it. Is just take it a breath at a time mm. and keep on practicing. You know. And um, I've trained or have people come through yoga teacher trainings and the one thing that I I like to say to people who are just starting with yoga but even people who have been practicing for maybe 8 or 10 years is there's a reason why it's called a practice and not a perfect mm-hmm. and every time we come to our mat with earnestness and sincerity and humility and bow to that place of where the union is and that current of energy um, you know it's, it, it's amazing what can be, uh, revealed. So I would say, you know, my, uh, just reflecting back, of course, I don't know these questions, so it's so beautiful. It's just Mm -hmm. like, what's arising and, and what's arising is this just keep taking it one breath at a time. And when we take our yoga practice one breath at a time, even when we're on the second side and we know what's coming, it's the, it's the magic in between the poses. It's the, the, uh, the impermanence of it all. And so I, I would say just keep on practicing and to practice with a bunch of different teachers.
0: Nice. Yes. So tell us about that. Tell us about your journey from teacher to teacher, style to style. We could put any word before yoga. That's right. And guess what? It's yoga. It's yoga.
1: And even breathing, right? It's yoking. It's bringing into union and all of that. So um, I've I've been blessed with uh, teachers over the years that have – Empowered me to really um, utilize the innate wisdom that I have and wisdom that I really attained as a young child from a really uh, traumatic childhood. Mm. And so that. Permission these teachers have given me as I've been on this discovery of yoga, to allow the imprints of the past and to to be there and to allow this wisdom, innate wisdom of healing, and to be uh, in the moment and the magic that happens. This is what I look for in teachers. So I'm not um, someone who I could say, "Wow, I have a ton of gurus," mm. but everyone's my guru. And I really believe that. I feel like we teach one another. I love teachers that ignite the light within us and allow our flame to grow without telling us how our flame should go.
0: Boom. Yep. Bless that.
1: Just light the flame. Mm. And so I would say that the teachers in my life that come to my heart are those who have really lit my flame and just said, okay, now, you know, burn through the illusion and delusion. And see what remains. I love that
0: so much. And you know what I really love about what you just said is that you didn't give us any names. And so that Mm -hmm. creates a a separation from an identity creation that some students might be like that myself included went through for years Mm -hmm. to be like, I I want... I want my teacher. I want someone to come. Yes, and, you know, we hear that hunt. phrase of when, you know, the, st- the teacher doesn't come until the student is ready.
1: That's right. And, yeah. and
0: you know, next thing I know, and a lot of the p- p- listeners on the podcast, they know who my teacher is right now, and I love him. And everyone is our teacher.
1: And we're our can teacher. can light our
0: flame. It's amazing. Yeah. I everyone love that. lights our flame. Uh, like
1: when we bumped in, into each other at Matt's it event, was it was inspiring. like... inspiring. Exactly. We lit us both up. It did. And that's what it is, and I really feel like it's about self-realization. And mm-hmm. so as we become aware within ourselves. And it's wonderful to have teachers, and I've had amazing teachers Mm. and have amazing teachers. And what we want to do is Velcro apart that identity of the label of this teacher, that teacher, and who we've trained with, and really allow um, the essence and the nectar of Mm. our teachings come through without the labels and to give people permission Yes, to light that flame within wow. themselves—that you know, mm. guru within, from darkness to I light. I love
0: that. So, what about when, um, you know, something you said about uh, your childhood being very mm-hmm. traumatic, and it's not something that we have that we got to reveal if that's something that you want to open up to in the vulnerability state, because something that's coming up for me, you know, again, many of my listeners mm-hmm. who have been listening to my journey or following me on social media, the last twenty months for me have been an essence of the dark night of the soul. Mm. And so I love how in most of these interviews, it's part of it is quite selfish at times because I get to ask questions of what I'm going through that I recognize without using I word or ego statements is in benefit for the greater collective consciousness. And so I'm curious for you in regards of your trauma that you had Mm -hmm. gone through when yoga revealed itself to you and Mm -hmm. you found a dedication to the self healing and self realizing modalities that mm-hmm. yoga provides. What was it like being in the dark?
1: Right.
0: And then how did the yoga light your light, light your life, mm-hmm. so you could step in further into service, into acceptance, into forgiveness, mm-hmm. into love source vibration? You know, what was that journey like coming from what mm-hmm. sounded like just briefly mm-hmm. darkness? Right. And challenge mm-hmm. and stepping into the fire of transformation
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you can be where you are now, operating in such service. I mean, this mm-hmm. healing room that we're in, which mm-hmm. I'd love for us to talk about later,
1: mm-hmm.
2: is
0: steeped in light. It's steeped mm-hmm. in service. It's steeped in healing. Mm-hmm. You had to go through some shit to get here. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, I can see it. We all do. Oh, so <laughs> I love... I yeah. Thinking, oh, well, yeah, what I'm going after.
1: So, um, you know, we all have our dramas and traumas, right? So, um, I came into this, uh, my soul incarnated with a mother that just really didn't want me here. Mm. So my, and, and, you know, in saying this and in sharing it, it's, um, it's near and dear to my heart, but it's come to a place where not only do I have forgiveness, but and compassion, And I want to start with this when I go into just briefly in the story and how it's changed me, but I have gratitude for her. I have a lot of gratitude. She's taught me a lot of my tools that I started as a young age. um, And I realized that she probably didn't have many tools within herself. Mm. And so I can realize that as well. And. So uh, being married to her husband and then having him leave just a couple months after I was born, understandably, she looked to me as the reason why he left. So it was a lifetime of, I wish you were never born, Mm. you'll never amount to anything. Mm. But here's the magic of that. At a very young age, by the grace of goddess... I realized there was a place in me that I could tether to that she could not get to. And this is where yoga started revealing itself to me before I even knew what yoga was. It was this place where I could come to, and when she was saying words that were harmful, I would say in my head, that's yours, not mine. That's yours, not mine. I don't even know how that came through, out.) <laughs> no idea but of course many years later looking back I'm like I had a little mantra you know so the louder she would scream the more drunk she would get the louder in my head I'd say that's yours not mine that's yours not mine and so there were tools and and yoga revealing you know mantra which is a big part of what I do now that started as a very young age um the other gift that um that was just uh, grace bestowed upon me was this ability to realize that if I kept myself calm and I didn't show my tears and my weakness, she wouldn't be as mean to me. So I found a way to kind of navigate my outer environment by navigating my inner environment. So Learning breath control at a very young age when she's being harmful, and I don't want to show my tears, so I'm making my breath slow and smooth so the tears won't reveal themselves. Mm. But what's revealing to me, and even looking back at this, is the magic of that moment of the power I took back by not letting her in. Mm not really letting her in, and that's the light I just kept bringing. And who knew what I was doing? Fast forward many years, and I don't have communication with my my mother. I really, having my kids, I needed to really remove myself from that toxic environment. But fast forward... You live, start living life and you start practicing yoga. So back then when I was injured, and we know now, or I do, or I don't, I'm sure you do too, is you know injuries are here to reveal, right? <laughs> so it's yeah. like you have an injury. Now I look back at it, it was, I can see, oh, all epic it reveals. Epic teacher, epic teacher. So imprints happen. And yoga comes. And what I'm noticing is as I'm healing and breathing into the pain in my foot and trying to do some of these asanas um, and not push myself through, I'm remembering my childhood. I'm remembering that darkness that you were talking about. I'm the seed Mm. in the darkness, that dark night of the soul where you are brought to your knees and you're just so raw. And just like a seed in the darkness, you know we have that hard shell that is a seed, and it goes in the dark. I felt yoga in when I invited the darkness to move through me and not feel like it was happening to me. I literally felt the yoga soften the shell of that seed that was in the unknown. I was in a new, fairly new practice that i hadn 't really committed to. I was dealing with an injury. I wasn't able to train my clients so I was, you know, lost income, all of these things. And all I wanted to do was yoga Hmm. because I felt like I need to get through this darkness. And it was softening my outer shell and softening my outer shell and on and on. And it was the alchemy. It was the allowing. And I feel like the heart, the anahata within our body is where alchemy happens. And yoga allows that alchemy from our outer environment, these imprints that happened in my past and allowing it to come to the surface and use the yoga and the breath and the body and the brain and all of it to create alchemy. And so I rise out of the flames and roots start growing. And, um, it was, it was, it's been amazing still. I mean, it seems each time I've, I raise the bar on my practice, there's a new revealing, a new opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Where, Mm -hmm. you know, or we can say, you know, gosh, it's an obstacle, but really it's when we look at it like, oh, okay. So there's something for me to learn here. There's Mm -hmm. more to be revealed. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like every time I go on the mat, like I said, I show up earnestly and, and there it is. And, and even to this day, things might bubble up from my past but I have tools now to be able to handle them and I know what protected me at a young age the blocking things out and and putting things out that's something I'm working on now allowing myself to be more vulnerable and letting that seed be soft because I spent so much of my life as a survivor right? and now it's about I want to thrive not just survive and so we have to use this Mm. experience
0: wow Thank you so much for opening your heart to reveal to us just a vulnerable teacher
1: mm-hmm. of what
0: you've gone through and where you are and what you're working through. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, my mother's one of my greatest teachers and even though we don't communicate because she doesn't want to communicate with me, um, whenever I do healing on myself I, I really send it to her as well and I feel like that is what it's about this human, this body is a barometer and this human condition. If not for that, then what?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the greater healing of the world when we can forgive and, and really have gratitude for some of our greatest teachers. Wow,
0: I love that. So I'm curious, you know, when through the processing, through the processing mm-hmm. of uh, finding light, mm-hmm. did a sense of uh, service Mm. want to allow you to step into it itself
2: right. for your life right.
0: well, when did that happen
1: for you well I've always been a service junkie and I'll <laughs> tell you seriously and I've just realized that I had almost like an addiction to service I love being mm. of service but I was getting lost in service and in service to others and not really being of service to myself. And in the last maybe five or so years, finding that balance of the service that we do in the world, that we don't leave ourselves out. We are part of that greater service. So um, I've noticed in myself the, the addiction of, of running. Okay, who can I help? Who can I serve? What's out there? What's the need? And then this more, as I've matured, this more turning into of being of service, not necessarily doing the service, although I am service oriented and, you know, um, my husband uh, runs the community table here and so feeds the homeless. So I get to feed wow. the homeless. And I mean, I'm, I have service really in my life so much, but I've noticed this tendency to over and underserve ourselves and over others. And so I'm really finding the art of that balance of knowing when my yes is a yes and to move forward in service and and um, and when it doesn't feel congruent with me or it's a disservice to myself. Yeah. And, um, I mean, for the Matt Kahn most recently, that was just an amazing, um, you know, just – it, this thing with service is you give and it comes back to you tenfold, right? It's like, it's it's just amazing. And so bringing community together and seeing people excited and, um, and, and sharing, you know, that with others, it's what it's about. It's, it's the leaning into humanity, it's community and that unity that happens that we can't do alone. So, the service um, that's really alive in me in this moment and in the past few years has been the service of the heart. Mm. And sometimes the service of the heart is sitting in this studio right here and praying. And sometimes service of this heart is going out and making action and doing some things and finding that balance. And I really feel it's a balance. And, And yoga speaks to this too, the masculine and the feminine, and finding the not either or but the and and the merging of that activation outward and the inward of Mm. service to ourselves that you know balance love that
0: wow that's beautiful thank you yeah thank you can you tell me about this room and what is it that you do now
1: Yeah, so we're sitting in Prajna, which is our studio. Uh, Prajna is a beautiful Buddhist term that um, takes the Ajna of wisdom and prana of the heart and brings it together. So it means heart wisdom. And so this is a space and place where we have community events. It's not huge, but there's been many uh, yoga teacher trainings that have happened here and workshops happen here. We can surprisingly fit about 35 people seated here when we have chanting events. So we have that here and really i like to think of this place as a nest and that Mm kind of ties into what i do in the world i i um i say i'm not a healer i'm a revealer Mm -hmm. and i really when people walk in this door in their own unique way i want their this revelation self-revelation of their true identity and remembering That which they are. And so this space is a nest for that and all that comes here for that. And there's a lot of people that come with, I work a lot with people with traumatic brain injuries and whether it's yoga therapy, I'm working with them or um, I have a modality I created called body current 10 years ago um, that's a modality that infuses yoga therapy and part of the somatic work that I do that works through brain body and breath mm. to really help um, regulate the nervous system through that vagus nerve so very similar to what yoga does these ancient wisdom right ancient teachings and wisdom and bringing it into a, a very immediately applicable practice so right? I practices that and these are many practices that i used at a young age when my mother would come at me and i'd go in my room and i used it to release out of my own body and over the years i've used it and now i share it with people who come here to this nest and um want their revealing and uh, I'm not, you know, sometimes people come in and we were talking about the guru and they look at you and they say, well, just heal me. I heard this, that, or about you. Will you just heal me? Or, or I, I'm also an intuit. So it's like, let me know what's going on. And I keep wanting, okay, well, what you tell me. Let's come here together. Lean here, and so it's about not ta- not allowing people to give their power away. Not you know, so many people come here who have uh, TBIs, traumatic brain injuries, and neurologists have taken their power away, saying you will never be the same. Mm. And this is a place of nurturing where I give people the power back and say, don't give me your power mm. or anyone else. The healing is within you, and it's great to have all of these, I call it supplements, like our vitamins. It's not like we're just going to eat vitamins, but the main meal is inside and nurturing (laughs) from the inside out. And then you have your peeps and your friends and your doctors and whoever, your Ayurveda, on the outside. And so really everyone who walks in the store, whether it's for a community event um, or it's a private session, For me, it's about um, igniting that innate wisdom and using simple practices of body, brain, and breath to navigate our body current the actual current of energy that runs through our body, the current of sensation through our body and the actual thoughts that run through our head and really empowering ourselves like our superpowers. We never leave home without our breath and our body and our ability to really shift the currents of the moment through navigating that inner current. So that's the essence of what I do now and what this place is.
0: I love it. Wow, so it sounds like, Through the years, there have been many um, chapters Mm -hmm. that have amounted to this space being a multifaceted healing center, Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. And I'm curious, you know, what was it like when you were teaching yoga on a weekly basis Mm. and going through these trainings and leading and coaching and co-facilitating, I'm sure, when was there a shift internally that was like, okay, you know, like, did you ever realize that teaching yoga solely was not going to be mm-hmm. financially stable? I think that but, most <laughs> yoga teachers will figure that out at some point in time. But You well, know, like, but
1: yeah, and, it can be done and, and it's rare. Mm-hmm. But like, well, you got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about yoga. And and we need to take our power back again. So what I learned and realized by the grace of goddess again early on, I started off working in, you know, gyms and teaching yoga and teaching total body conditioning and all of this in gyms. And I realized when I started uh, teaching personal training sessions in gyms after I got my personal training certification, it dawned on me, here I am. I've had the, all this ed- education and I did all this nonprofit work before even getting into personal training. And this gym was taking about three quarters of what was coming in for, like, somebody was seeing me for an hour, but three quarters of what was coming in was going to the gym to pay for their overhead and all sure. those people. And the person who was actually sharing the tools and all of that, right? So I had this huge aha early on in my yoga i loved yoga and i was doing some other things i feel like yoga is wonderful but what i would say to yogis out there is find other tools in your toolbox so that yoga is a very applicable tool but you have other things in your toolbox whether it's a meditation or whether you whatever it is add some other um, modalities so you have a, a diverse toolbox it'd be like walking around with just a hammer yeah. Right. When you need it all. But what I realized early on, again, it's the same thing I do now with people. Take your power back. And it wasn't like I was against it. I love the gym. I, lo- I realized, well, wow, you deserve all that money. You have to you know, pay all this overhead. But I'm the one that's teaching the 50 people in the class that are showing up in my class year after year. So early on, I created a studio in my house. And so I've had a studio in almost all of my houses where I have taught my one on ones there. I left teaching for anyone else a long time. Ago. I mean, when I first got my Pilates certification, I was teaching a lot of Pilates Mat and Reformer, and I'd need to be places. But what I realized is hey, let's work smarter, not harder. I want to live my life working is only part of it. I want to take yoga classes. I want to go out for hikes. I want to travel the world. I don't want to be tied to having to work 60 hours a week and, I don't know, 20 yoga classes in order to pay my rent. It just wasn't going to work. So I very quickly realized I want to work smarter, not harder. That means that I need to get my, my hourly rate up. And the way I'm going to get more paid by myself is to have a place where I can train within my own house or co-ops are great. You get with co-ops, right? And I started kind of taking my power back and that made people start coming to me. And then I started getting invited to go teach places. So I would go teach at a center or go teach places. But then I wasn't teaching as an employee. Then I was teaching as a contract employee. And now tables have turned. Now they're paying me. A larger amount and I'm paying my own taxes, but it's it shifts the table. So I invite yogis, it's amazing the educ everything you've gone through and think out of the box. Go to the like what I did was what what is it that people want? They want the one-on-one attention. They don't want a 20-minute personal training session at the gym. Mm -hmm. If I'm gonna give them an hour of my time, I need to find a place and space that I can be present with that person and maybe see half as many people in a week, but I'm giving good quality attention yes. and intention. Mm. And I'm making it work. And, I'm, and part of it is going out and having fun and going to yoga classes that adds to what I'm doing. So if all we're doing is working, you know, it's like only doing balance poses. Right. Yeah, so totally. we need the diversity mm. and take your power back and think out of the box.
0: I love that so much. And, and what's I think that we could expand on what it looks like and what it speaks like.
1: Mm. How do we speak to it, right,
0: with great spirit and ourselves to take our power back? Like, what's that like?
1: Right. So first thing is to step into that courage, and stepping into courage means we have to really be aware of what's around us so if we're going to step into that to actually take a real look at what's going on and in your life and what needs to really be taking back in our power so we could be giving our power to people or people could be taking our power one way i feel a lot of people give their power away is watching the news every night being attached letting all of this drama and trauma and i'm not saying be unattached or unaware but it's we give our power away in small ways and big ways. So reclaiming our power can be just as something as simple as me saying, I reclaim my power. I'm not going to be giving my power away and spending two hours of my evening in the drama and trauma of what's going on on this little box or on my computer. And in stepping into the courage, first we have to claim it. We have to name what's going on and we have to claim it. So we have to first realize our power is either being taken from us or we're giving it away. And then we have to really call it back in and have the courage to make a change. This is the spark to step into something. So if I notice that a boss or someone is taking my power away or a partner or a friend, How do I cultivate within myself a reclaiming of my power, but not feeling like I need to push back or take their power, right? It's about letting people have their power, their space, reclaiming ours. And I really feel like whatever's true for you, however it feels true, to reclaim your power is true. Someone might stand at the edge of a river naked and pound on their chest and say, I reclaim my power. Other people might Mm -hmm. name every person and partner in their life that took their power that they hate, write it on a piece of paper and burn it in a fire. Magic. Make your own magic. Mm. Think out of the box. Make it happen. Claim your power. And if you don't know where you've lost your power but you just have a sense of it, breathe into it and create a practice to claim your power. Mm own it again. It's so simple. This, this body, this temple that our soul lives in wants to be used in this way to really use our voice, use our breath, use our brain to be the highest that we can be and allow the revealing of mm-hmm. ourself. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. I mean, the, 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 passion is so clear and the, the own inner work of transformation, the, the, the inner experiential potency that you've gone through it just comes through so mm. thank you thank, thank you. you for sharing that that's amazing yeah. i love it wow well i'm curious what, what are maybe three you've offered a lot of nuggets mm. and what would be three nuggets that you would offer towards um people as they do continue to claim their power back as we do continue mm-hmm. to um Navigate any dark times in our life or even in the light times in our life because yeah. they are, it's, it's a beautiful wave yeah. of being that we are, we are walking and living in. Yes. It is on and off and it is in and it's tapped in it's tuned in it mm-hmm. is, the, the frequency is always in our ability to step in to the receiving mode, right? Yes. So what is it, <clears throat> what are three, three, golden nuggets that you would offer to someone is usually towards the last end of the conversation and i'd like to see what are what's coming through for you as you've shared such potent transmissions Mm -hmm. um and i always try to not overload our listeners with so much and i can sense that the depth of information Mm -hmm. that's coming through Mm -hmm. to take back our power that's strong yeah. That's very strong. Yep. I think everyone, myself included, has mm-hmm. ways that we can take our power back yeah. in our lives. Right. Absolutely. So, so
1: maybe three nuggets around that particular okay, let's do that. thing. Yeah, let's do that. I would say to cultivate a sense of curiosity would be the first nugget. Awesome. And that ranges from curiosity trying new things to curiosity in admitting we don't know everything. Boom. Right. Mm. I would say the second nugget would be to really start to pay attention to your breath. Start to notice what your breath is doing when you're watching something on television. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That's even even a movie that yeah. is out there that's a horror movie. Notice how your breath responds. So I would say inquiry. So we have curiosity and then inquiry. This breath, our breath, is what tethers us to the sacred. It's every breath we take is this breath that connects us to that which we can't really see, right? But we know it's there. So it's like from a place of curiosity and inquiry, getting super intimate with your breath. Noticing what it naturally is doing and getting really intimate with the breath as a golden nugget of how can you shift the current of your breath... To be able to respond to the current of the outer environment. Mm-hmm. So it's noticing the breath, but also engaging with the breath as a superpower. Like what would it be like when you're watching something, and people can try it now if you think of something that's aggravating you in your life, and you just bring curiosity? I wonder how this is gonna work out. Inquiry, well, I'm on, I think about this avenue. Or I think about claiming my power back, what's happening with my breath? You know, when I think about claiming my power back, the first thing I do is a. Right? Mm. And so if we start to notice our breath, we might notice when we're around people, we breathe more. Like when I'm around you, I just wanna take big breaths, right? But maybe Mm. we notice our breath when we're with somebody who's taking our power. We just notice this person just feels domineering. And I don't feel like I can be curious or even inquire around. This is very domineering and just notice, what is your breath telling you? It's very telling of how we're relating to our outer environment and how we're responding to the people around us. So it's curiosity, inquiry, especially with the breath. And I would say a third nugget just spontaneously coming through is a A realization of impermanence, and this is a very ancient teaching, but it's so important right now. There's so much life strife happening, and people, myself included, can look at something and say, we're doomed. This is the end. But if you look out in nature, and I guess that would be my nugget, is get out in nature and Mm. relate with nature, right? The tree in fall. All of its leaves, every single leaf is going to fall off and you don't see this tree stressing about the leaves. It trusts it'll all work out. This is part of impermanence and part of cycles. And and if... The third nugget can be just to remember everything is impermanent, and in order for there to be birth, just like Shiva teaches us, Mm. it's you know, there needs to be destruction, and then there can be birth, and there needs to be sustaining. Mm. And so, this all of these cycles happen, and we can notice it in our life, we can notice it in our body, we can even notice it in our breath. In a breath cycle, it shows us impermanence. There's a death, there's a birth. And there's a sustaining and if we can tether ourselves to curiosity inquiry and the realization that everything is in is impermanent and everything is in process including ourselves and yoga is helping reveal those processes and those nuggets for us and that's how we reclaim our power by realizing we're in process we can we, there's other things then we know out there that we need to learn and to inquire about what's going on in this body as a barometer what's mm-hmm. it wanting to mm-hmm. share mm-hmm. you know the is it a compass of compassion or are we navigating from a place of fear mm-hmm. inquiry so I'd say those I would be that. the the Thank three you. nuggets of the moment i would say
0: yeah it's amazing <laughs> and, and i think that Uh, concluding question that we can walk away with walk into ourselves with
1: Mm.
0: reframe that is um you know what is something that you feel would support the collective Mm. consciousness or the collective world our communities at hand that is starting with ourselves while implementing these nuggets into our being into Mm -hmm. our daily life to Mm. to really take um, take the responsibility. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: yeah, yeah. So is
1: the so reframing that is so the question? Yeah. Go ahead and say it one what,
0: more time. What can we do mm-hmm. moving forward that is in support of the collective consciousness mm-hmm. in regards to actually like how? Okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be mm-hmm. curious, to inquire about right. the breath, right. to to really take hold of, of taking our power back. Those are right. awesome three nuggets. Right. What? How? Right. What does it look like? to actually take action for this within our own time to ourselves. Right. That starts with ourselves. It starts with connecting to ourselves for the greater collective consciousness. I guess maybe I just kind of answered your question a little bit, but I think you have more.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's really what you're saying. It's about being it. We really need to, and and so often we're looking outside ourselves for blame and shame Mm. and sometimes even looking within for blame and shame. And here's the thing, getting past the blame and shame and really going into... What is the call for the moment? What is, why am I here? These, these questions that help tether us to the inner cultivation of what we want to see out there. So the how of it is to turn inward. All of our answers and all of the places that we can really tether to, to claim our power, to really turn that inward into ourselves and have some accountability and responsibility and you know even though there can be many people outside of us that are creating the current of the moment to reclaim our power we the how of it has to be that turning inward and moving in what we wish to see outside of us we must cultivate within us
0: mm. Mm. Mm.
1: So, maybe it looks like you claiming your power back and then doing a power dance, <laughs> right? And getting it into every cell of your body. You know, and, and maybe it's lighting a candle and knowing that in that moment you've claimed it and named it and you're moving forward. It's really about turning inward and knowing. What would be true for me to claim my power? And then we know we're a vessel for humanity. So my prayer is, thank you for helping me to uplift humanity, starting with myself, healthy, happy, holy, and abundant. Mm. And then we just keep reclaiming our power because we know we're here for all of humanity, but it has to start here.
0: Mm. And so it is. And so it is. (laughs) Well, well Shanti mm-hmm. thank you thank you thank you so much for just taking time to open the layers of heart so we mm-hmm. can continue to see ourselves yeah, yeah
1: here's you. to revealing thank yes. you for having me
0: my heart to yours, aloha namaste
1: aloha namaste
0: yoga revealers thank you so much for tuning in, tapping in and turning on the frequency of love This is Alec Vishal Rubin, and it is my deep honor and privilege to share yoga with you through this podcast. More and more, I have been connecting with so many of you via Instagram, and I encourage you to reach out to me via Alec Love Life Yoga and share your hearts. I'd love to connect with you. I feel blessed to share this podcast and the potency of the vehicle that Purium is with you all. If you feel called to connect with myself, or Shanti Medina, you can visit her website at energizeshanti.com. She is a direct channel of love, light, and deep somatic healing. Yoga Revealed, tribe, ohana, Andrew Seely and I are returning to the sacred aina of Kauai to host a Yoga Revealed retreat. November 8th through the 16th, of this year we will have an opportunity to take your practice of yoga to the next level with a diverse range of asana offerings between myself and andrew high vibrational vegan meals prepared for you imperium superfoods offered from our hearts while receiving the inner healing that the island facilitates visit yogarevealed.com for more information And reserve your spot now. Space is limited, and the islands are calling you. And until then, my brothers and my sisters, this is Alec Vishal Rubin, tuning out of the interwebs so I can tune in to myself. From my heart to yours, aloha and namaste.